0: But that flan, I'm gonna have dreams about that. Flan. Yeah, I know you are. I'm, yeah. It's gonna, it's a little weird. Like it's a little weird.
1: <laughs> I'm a little jealous.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I don't
1: know that we'll ever get flan like that again. It was really amazing.
0: $10,000 can buy you some great trips.
1: 15 days on the slopes in Colorado. 10 days with the family at Disney. One week snorkeling in the Bahamas.
0: But what if you want to go around the world on 10K for six months?
1: I'm Kirsten.
0: And I'm Cameron Coates.
1: And together, we're on the ultimate long-term budget trip.
0: This is Coates to Coast. Welcome to episode three of Coates to Coast, the Texas episode. I hope you are ready to root and toot. Where are we tonight, Kirsten?
1: We have made it all the way to Mesa, Arizona.
0: Which is quite a jump from the last episode. We left off in Alvin, Texas.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've driven through a lot of prairie.
0: Yeah, and desert. We've seen so much terrain change in the last three days. A new time zone every day.
1: Here's a hot tip. Did you know that you can have two cities that are both in mountain time zone? And they are not the same time because the good old state of Arizona just decided they didn't want to participate in Daylight Savings Time.
0: As someone who loves Daylight Saving Time, because I love sunshine and happiness deep within my soul, you got to be impressed by the stones on the entire state to just be like, you know what? Not doing
1: it. You know, I don't think you have to be impressed. I think you can be a little disappointed.
0: I think it's funny. You're just mad because you're just an hour off. It throws
1: off. off my schedule. And you I have you, a schedule. People know things. We need to stick to it. Arizona, what are you doing?
0: Let me open with a correction. It's like the New York Times when they mess up. You know, they got to publish it in like the little corner. Well, it wasn't really a mistake. It was just a bad guess. I thought it was
1: an excellent guess.
0: MRB does not stand for Man Rides Bird. In the last episode in New Orleans, I speculated that MRB Bar and Kitchen stood for Man Rides Bird because the logo is a dude riding an ostrich. As it turns out, uh, MRB reached out and, and guided me to the right name, Mississippi River Bottom, which makes way more sense. And on that, I mean, thanks to everyone from last week's episode uh, who showed all that love on social media. That was really cool. You can check us out. Coast to Coast Pod on pretty much every platform now. I think we Finally. we broke down and got a Facebook.
1: Yes, we did. There's so a, follow us on Facebook.
0: We're going Pitbull, Mr. Glope. Worldwide. So that takes us to Alvin, which yeah, we let's... were s- staying with your uncle. Uh, by the way, Alvin is about 45 minutes south of Houston.
1: Yeah, we're staying with my uncle and some of my cousins on their farm. Farms, rent, plural. Farms or, rent, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's about 45 acres, and they have like a whole equestrian facility. Um, they have cattle there, they have um,
0: chickens and ducks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just about alligators, just about every animal you can think of. We
0: saw the chickens on parade, and then the ducks joined in the parade, and then the chickens didn't like that at all. (laughs) There was almost a brawl. Yeah.
1: So while we were there, actually, the Monday through Friday, they had horse camp. So we got to help out a little bit with that in the morning. This was for girls like 8 to 10, 11-ish age, um, and there were about five of them, and they each had their own horse, and um, they got taught how to ride and how to go through different obstacles, and they had varying degrees of experience with horses, um, but we just got to kind of assist and hold a horse here and there and hose off a horse here and there, and um, and then Let them
0: on a trail ride?
1: Yeah, let them on a trail ride. That was ride. super
0: fun. Also, I thought it was really funny that of course the the girls paid to go to this camp. And one part of the camp was they had to shovel horse manure.
1: You get the full experience of what it is like to have a horse. I think it was great. Um, And then we actually did get to ride some of the horses that were um, participating in horse camp. Um, (laughs) Yes, later later
0: in the day, while the horses were very upset about this, we had to corral the horses ourselves while not on horses, which is a distinct disadvantage.
1: The, the horses really, you know, they, they shouldn't have been that tired. They really didn't get ridden that hard in a couple hours at horse camp. But they were, were done for the day and did not want to go on another ride. Um, and very, very begrudgingly allowed us to ride them.
0: Yeah, I mean, not so much as I got dragged through a tree by a horse.
1: You know, Cameron's horse is feeling a little testier than the others. So yeah, I did very well.
0: I know this is a deep place in your heart. You want to talk about great things in Texas. We discovered a new food, a new pastry.
1: I don't understand how I've never heard of this before. It's very upsetting, It's deeply upsetting
0: to me. Driving into Alvin, I noticed what I would consider an alarming number of donut shops, which is weird. Why is it a donut shop when they're making kolaches?
1: I don't know who has heard of these before, but they're basically the best thing to come out of anything everywhere.
0: Well, they came out of Czech Republic, which I think is now Czechia, which was Czechoslovakia at some point. They've had a trouble with names. <laughs> the Czechs only put like fruit in them, and then Texas, being Texas, was like, hey, but what if you put some meat in there.
1: We literally had one that was like stuffed with brisket. And it was the best one. It was so good. Oh, I love the jalapeno one. Like I said, we tried them from a few different places and the two places that I got the local recommendations, the ones that uh, my Uncle Adam got for us were amazing.
0: I don't know how Adam finds the time to do everything he does. Like he was getting kolaches in the morning and then he would help out with horse camp and then he would like disappear with like a blade to go battle like vines and stuff like that.
1: (laughs) We gotta remember, this is a man who actually worked for NASA. And you'll get to hear a little interview with him later um, to kind of talk more about what he did. He took us to the Johnson Space Center. big
0: dream of mine because I wanted to go to space camp as a kid, but I never got to go.
1: (laughs) I wanted to wear
0: that blue jumpsuit.
1: Yeah, but we got this personal tour guide that worked at NASA for decades. Uh We spent like five hours here and it was so incredible. And we learned so much and it was just so much fun. We got to actually go on to like a space shuttle
0: Johnson Space Center, even if you don't have like the ultimate insider to guide you around, you're still going to spend a lot of time. They do a tram tour. They have one of three Saturn V rockets still in existence.
1: Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Highly recommend going there. We got our little souvenir stickers um, to put on our notebooks and everything. Another great place that uh, Uncle Adam took us was the Alvin Historical Museum. Alvin is not a super large town, but this museum is professional grade. They they had interactive exhibits, they had like a lot of videos, they had something there for everybody, I think. They even talked about like prehistoric times.
0: If you're a baseball fan, you'll may not know Alvin, but you will know Nolan Ryan, one of the most famous pitchers of all time.
1: Mm-hmm. He's from Alvin. So if you're out by there, it's like $3 admissions Stop by, we spent a lot of time there, it was a lot of fun.
0: They give you free Nolan Ryan holographic baseball cards. It's no holographic Charizard, but it's still pretty neat. (laughs) And then we got out to the fun part, by that I mean 80 mile an hour interstates, which are kinda wasted in Texas, because people in Texas don't do 80 on their interstates, which is weird.
1: Yeah, i passed a lot of people that were going like 70, and I'm just like, I don't understand, it's 80 and there's nothing for 100 miles. How are you going 70?
0: Yeah, so we ended up in Junction, which is smack dab in the middle of Texas. If you look at a map and you see the word Texas written in the middle, it's pretty much right there. And
1: it is literally like right off the interstate.
0: Yes, I think it was just a transit boom town.
1: Yeah, probably, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, But it was in Junction that I gotta say, of course, you know, we talked about Anthony Bourdain and his travels. I was jealous of his budget because we were thinking of places to eat and there were some places recommended with the Airbnb. The restaurants in the town did not really like grab me and they were kind of pricey for, I hate to say middle of nowhere, but.
1: They they were. And I mean, they looked fine, but we were just like, oh, that just doesn't look like any like remarkable food that we haven't had before. And it could very well have been, but. We just opted for a cheapy meal instead and saved a little bit on budget.
0: We were headed towards El Paso. I gotta say, you gotta make time for the side trips because that's part of the fun of road tripping. Kirsten said she wanted to see a ghost town.
1: Yeah, like one of those old western towns. I was like, oh, I've always wanted to like see one of those. Like, I wonder if there's any on the way. And Cameron found this town, Lobo, Texas, that was abandoned in 1991.
0: Right, so it's not like old west, but yeah. I mean, it's still pretty cool. And it was just popped up on like Google Maps and I was like, what, an hour out of the way? Thirty minutes each way. Basically. Twenty minutes each 20 way. Twenty minutes each way to get there. So it was like a forty minute detour. I was like, Ghost Town, this is gonna be awesome. Turns out three Germans bought it in like two thousand one <laughs> and fenced it off. Yeah. And they like just used as their, fences. Yeah. And it's just like barbed wire, no trespassing signs all over the place. And they just use this as their playground, which I think sucks.
1: It was a little disappointing. Like there was an area you could pull off, walk and kind of like peek, but you couldn't really see much or explore much. You couldn't
0: explore, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I understand why they did it. It sucks that they
0: did that. To the three of you, get it together or let me come visit. I'm
1: willing to give you the benefit of the doubt, but we'll see. Cameron would like you to let him trespass, is what he's saying.
0: Yeah, well, that's not trespassing, then that's an invitation. So I'll accept (laughs) an invitation. Uh, And that took us to the West Texas town Of El Paso, which we were just El Paso and through (laughs) on our way to Las Cruces. Fortunately, on our side, you know, we have lots of resources available for coast to coast. We have the voice of the Western Kentucky University Hilltoppers, Randy Lee. He's been to El Paso because there's a Conference USA team there, UTAP. And so I was like, you got to set me up with another fire recommendation. And he came through again. The man, the legend, Mr. Holy Moly, with a Holy Moly restaurant, L and J Cafe.
1: I was a little skeptical because at this point I have been driving for about it was at least six and a half according to the tracking on the car. I was pretty hangry at this point. We got to this restaurant and there was like no parking. We're like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be crazy busy, and it was. And they were like, this hour, hour fifteen wait, and it's this was at three p.m. It took about forty minutes to get our table. Um, and it was worth every single minute. Every yeah. single minute.
0: El Paso and like New Mexico, green chili country. So I had to get. They have a green chili chicken enchilada, which is like their signature dish.
1: Yeah, and I got the flautas, which is the, was a recommendation of the uh, server there. And I got to the potato ones and oh, life changing. Yeah, because
0: what was the other one you got?
1: Uh, just chicken or no, just beef, and that was good too. But the potatoes, just oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Get authentic potato flautas.
0: And then oh, for dessert, the best flan I've ever had in my entire life, and I really like flan.
1: I didn't know flan was supposed to taste like that. Like that is. Just incredible, it was so yummy.
0: I chills up and down my spine when I had the flan, like it was creamy and the flavor was there. Like the problem with a lot of flans is that they will either get the consistency right and get the flavor wrong, or the flavor right and the consistency wrong. This was like the perfect of two and then like ramp it up to 11 delightful like it's got that vanilla cinnamon and then they had the sauce with it so and a uh, little little chocolate drizzle on there you could dip it in a little dark chocolate drizzle really good dark chocolate. and it was like a four dollar flan. Yeah. like i thought about buying 10 more just to put <laughs> in the cooler and just take with me the rest of the trip because it was that good
1: yeah it was worth every penny yeah. and the salsa ridiculous they had a red yeah. salsa and a green salsa and they made their chips and it was those are the best chips i've ever had
0: these chips don't even know the word "Tostitos." <laughs> that was great. Uh, so yeah, we we headed out of there, went to Las Cruces, which is where we spent last night. Really cool Airbnb. We stayed in a pueblo,
1: an authentic pueblo, and it was so beautiful. It
0: really was. We're gonna put up a video. Uh, I guess check out Coast to Coast Pod, Insta, Twitter,
1: Facebook, now. Facebook. And it was around this little square that was lined with these pueblos in their historic district, and it had a little park in the center of it. And we like came up, we rolled up, and there were like, a ton of kids playing in the park. Such a quaint, quintessential southwestern town. Um, very, very beautiful.
0: Kind of the big draw for us there, of course, I'm a big nuclear history guy. We went to White Sands, which is National Park now. I thought it was National Monument, but it got fully upgraded. Attained the rank of Jedi Master. But it's gypsum sand deposits in these dunes that are held together by water just a few inches under the surface. But it's also good for surfing USA.
1: Really, these dunes can be huge. And in our um, the Airbnb that we stayed at, they actually had sleds for us to go and use to surf down these. And it was so much
0: and see this is a cool thing about airbnbs i I mean you'll notice we don't stay in a lot of hotels and some of it is cost but some of it is this place had sleds to just borrow and go and on top of that whoever had stayed there earlier left their car pass from the national park because you do have to pay to get into national parks and you have to buy like a week's worth and like the cheapest pass was 25 bucks so it would have been 25 bucks Because of that, we got in for free, which was amazing. So, a huge karmic boost.
1: Yeah. Whoever you are, thank you very much.
0: Yeah. So, and that's one of the cool things about traveling is that those moments will happen. Yeah. You you also maybe think about being responsible for those moments. You
2: know, if you've got a pass or something
0: like that, think about leaving it behind for someone or, or paying it forward or passing it back or whatever particular mm. karma balance you're shooting for there. So, yeah, and it was great, though. White sands, so much fun.
1: Highly recommend. Super beautiful. And then we were doing this, like, close to sunset. Um, So coming back, we got some really great views. Because
0: um, you're in the mountains. You're in a valley. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. where they, they did the nuclear test. But that was, I mean, even from probably, like, 60, 70 miles north of where we were. Yeah. You can only go to the Trinity detonation site two days out of the year, and the last three have been canceled due to COVID. So I don't know, There's the next one is in theory coming up in October. I mean, we won't be going, but if you want to go out and- and see that like, It's still on my list of things to see
1: Yeah so this morning we headed out of uh, Las Cruces and <laughs> Because Las
0: Cruces has a problem As adorable as the downtown is This is not a breakfast town It's
1: not a morning town <laughs> nothing, <laughs> Apparently not Nothing like really opened until 10am So we had to leave And uh, we did luck out, though, in a little town of Deming, New Mexico. We found this restaurant, Benji's, and their menu looked good. And we stopped there. Um, Not what I was expecting.
0: Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, first of all, Joint was in an old Sonic within view of a new Sonic. And they had a Quiznos open sign in the window, which I don't know if you know the rules of non-American cuisine in America, but if it's set up in any old fast food restaurant, it's about to be good.
1: Not only that, but we were like, we got to see what the inside of a Sonic looks like. like That's also very exciting. So we had breakfast there. Um, Cameron got the chilaquiles, and I got um, tamales. And they smothered it in this green chili sauce, and yes. it was... Ridiculously good. It was so good. It was a really good. good meal.
0: Yeah, and it was uh, cheaper than the options in Las Cruces. Yeah, we
1: even got like a giant horchata to go, and with everything in tip, it was like $31. Oh, that horchata was so That <laughs> was the best, was horchata, the best I've
0: horchata I've ever had in my entire life. The cinnamon was on point. It was just creamy deliciousness. It was so smooth and rich, and I just bathed in it for about the next 100 miles, <laughs> which was great. So that brings us here to Mesa. And, well, though we do have a guest...
1: So we have a very special guest on today's podcast. Um, we are talking to my uncle Adam, Adam Berkey. Um, I always knew, and I always knew he was a fascinating guy, but I did not know that when we came down to Texas, we would be getting a, an expert tour guide for so much. Um, so from farm savvy to Alvin history, and then the focus of this interview, um, which is his time at NASA. So, Adam, can you tell me what brought you to work at NASA?
2: That's a long story. <laughs> I guess just in summary, I, I started to work for Boeing in, in my early career when I, after I graduated college and had an opportunity to interview when I was in Alabama for the space station program, and it's history. <laughs>
1: You were actually pretty high up in the International Space Station creation. Can you tell us your title and kind of what you did?
2: Hang, I don't know about high up, but. I didn't start that way, I started on the ground and but I ended up being the senior systems engineer which I was responsible for the the system level of the space station and all of the US segment basically working with the documentation and the people whatever was needed to make sure that those levels work.
1: Uh, so you had actually when you're talking to us about this, you had mentioned that you got to be kind of the guinea pig for some of these projects to test out. Uh, can you talk about some of the um, the things you built and things you had to test?
2: When I first started, we had the regeneration area. And initially, we were planning to, to do a potable water, which would be the drinkable stuff, and then the the hygiene water, which would be used for the cleaning and washing, showering, things like that, on the space station. And we had a little room that we would go in. We would exercise for an hour, sweat. Um, that's what they wanted to do. They wanted to sweat really good. And then we would take a shower and, and wash our clothes, microwave some food and eat and um, go to the bathroom. And um, then all of that water was recycled, and we were given it in a little cup with a with another cup of <laughs>
1: So where was the other cup from in this scenario?
2: The other cup was from the the water fountain in the hallway. And they showed us what's in the water, basically. And uh, the water from the recycle, basically, was pretty much pure H2O. Um, The one from the drinking fountain was not so pure. (laughs) So most of us didn't drink out of the drinking fountain after that.
1: So that actually changed the project then. You didn't have the two separate tanks, right?
2: Correct, yeah. We ended up good enough that all the water was potable, essentially.
1: Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for talking to us about uh, kind of your experience on NASA. Um, before we go, can you let us know a travel tip that you want to pass along?
2: I didn't. You know, my companions, the, the guys that I worked with, they were basically over the different international segments. But me being just the U.S., I would basically travel to the different places in the, in the United States. And a lot of the guys... Um, I like to go out to the big fancy restaurants and, and we were stationed different places. I like to find the the little local family place, um, you know the mom and pop type stuff. and it was neat because you'd go in there and you'd get to know them and it made it so it wasn't so homesick sometimes.
1: Well, thank you so much, Adam, for joining us today. Really appreciate the time.
2: Thank you. It should been nice to have you guys here.
1: So Karen, what would you say? Is your favorite meal of this past week?
0: Favorite meal of the week? L and J Cafe in El Paso. Ridiculously good. It was the flan. Yeah. They really it was yeah. the tipping point. Like the guacamole was great. The green chili, chicken enchiladas were phenomenal. But that flan. I'm gonna have dreams about that flan. Yeah, I know you are. I'm yeah, it's gonna it's a little weird. Like it's a little weird. <laughs>
1: I'm a little jealous.
0: Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, (laughs) I don't
1: know that we'll ever get flan like that again. It was really amazing.
0: It was was incredible. So that was my favorite meal of the week. Kirsten, what about you?
1: For me, I'm going to go with this morning's meal. I'm going to go with the Benji's um, because that sauce was ridiculous, and I was so, so, so looking forward to the tamales. It just really hit the spot. It was perfect.
0: Well, that is, I got to say, it's funny because we had everything planned out, and then like in the last you know, 24 hours or so. It's just like we had to rewrite the whole end yeah, of the episode. Yeah, we did, yeah. That just goes to show, these are just kinda like out of the blue, like, yeah. you know, like mine was a recommendation from a friend, yours was just kind of a random, yeah. good feeling
1: also just a reminder to be open to that because maybe you know your plans don't work out but what comes is actually better than what you know might have come from your original plans
0: yeah and that's kind of the same thing i mean we've been talking about how we'll do cheaper meals on the road you know get like fast food or something like that if you really want something like you wanted the tamales
1: wanted breakfast wanted if you just want to get breakfast.
0: something just get it because you're on the road and you know once next time you're going to be out dimming new mexico way give it a shot okay so kirsten also, last week, I know we have what we are looking forward to most over the next week. Yours was family time, which I hope worked out really well. Otherwise, <laughs> the interview we just did with Adam is going to be super awkward.
1: No, it was amazing. It was amazing. I don't know the side of the family as much. Um, so I really got to know more of them. You know, I got to make macarons with my cousin Rachel and. Get to know her daughter, Zoe, and her husband, Fred. And I got to get to know my Aunt Laura more and really spend some time with my Uncle Adam and you know see some of my other cousins I don't um, really know as well. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. I really want to go back and visit with them more. Never in the summer again, not in the summer, <laughs> uh, but maybe in the winter, maybe in the dead of winter, it would be really great to spend some more quality time with them. So Cameron, what were you most looking forward to last week?
0: It was Texas barbecue.
1: Did that work out?
0: It sure did. And that is my top tip of the week because when you're in Texas, you will see a lot of signs out and about. It's like real Texas barbecue, best Texas barbecue. Come to Schmitty's.
1: Come to Brandy's or Rudy's. I
0: don't know. There's a whole lot of weird names. If you see it on a billboard, don't do it. What you should do, your top tip of the week, just find a Texan. Ask them if they will make you barbecue. Because Texans are a friendly lot. If you ask nicely, if they won't do it for you, they'll know someone who did. Because Fred, on the last night, cooked up some barbecue, some ribs, and some beans that blew me away. Better than any restaurant barbecue I've ever had.
1: These were the best ribs of you my life. You
0: smoked them all day long. You probably saw it on our Insta story if you're following us, Coast to Coast Pod. Because I was salivating over this the whole day. The smoke was stanking up the whole ranch, and it was so worth it. He was like, I don't know if it's going to be tender or not. Oh, you know, my Very gosh. Like, ridiculously. You know, self effacing, that sort of thing. No, it was perfect. If I had a last meal, I would want those ribs and the flan from Ella <laughs> yeah. J. And then I could—I don't care what happens after that. I would die a happy man. So my top tip of the week, get a Texan to make you barbecue if you can. If, if they're not going to make it, they know someone who can make the best barbecue. Yeah.
1: So this brings us to the end of our episode.
0: I got to ask, what are you looking forward to most this next week? Let's do a little preview of oh, where yeah. we're sitting at this week. Because we just got in to Mesa, Arizona. We're staying here with your grandparents, making Mm -hmm. the grand tour, stretching that dollar a little further. Like we said, I mean, it's all about using your resources right? and you know, it's great to get to see your family and, but this also is going to be an exciting week. We're finally getting into California.
1: Yes. So we will make it to San Diego by the end of the week.
0: Yeah. I think the next episode will be from Los Angeles, city of the red hot chili peppers (laughs) and every song they ever wrote.
1: So I would say what I'm most looking forward to.
0: I know what it is. Even if, I don't think you know what it is, but I know what it is for you. What is it? Well, you see, in San Diego, there's a zoo. <gasps> I
1: forgot about that. That's absolutely what it is. In San Diego, there's a zoo, okay? And it is one of four zoos in the U.S. of A. that has giant pandas. Now, these are not red pandas. Please do not ask me about red pandas pandas they are i'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole they are more closely related to raccoons than they are giant pandas anyway these are black and white giant pandas fresh from china okay they're not fresh but they're from china Mm -hmm. and they are delightful and i have never seen these pandas i've Mm -hmm. seen the pandas in the memphis zoo Mm -hmm. but not the san diego zoo so we're going for zoo number two and i am
0: kirsten really likes pandas i don't know if you you gathered that here's the
1: thing about pandas look how cuddly and wonderful and perfect they are did you know that they have a jaw strength that's like seven times more strong, like stronger than a polar bear. Like, they could like snap you in half, like, easy. You're like a little twig of bamboo, but they don't because, like, they're just too lazy. I love pandas.
0: God had to nerf the pandas because he made them too powerful. <laughs> He just had saying. to like, he
1: just had to like <laughs> dose them with tranquilizer so that they were too lazy to ever truly take over. Yeah,
0: that's the reason why some people can't get serotonin. It's because the bears <laughs> took it all when they were oh, doling it we out. I
1: love pandas. Okay, Cameron, what are what are you most looking forward to next week?
0: The thing I'm most excited for, and you know maybe we'll have done this because I know we'll be kind of split in the weekend in LA. So by the time we record this, we may not have done this, but it's on the list. It's going to happen. I will finally get to see Griffith Observatory, which I've wanted to see. I've been to L.A. This will be the fourth time. Every time I've wanted to see Griffith Observatory, something has gotten in my way. We've always run out of time. This is the time I get to go there because it's just a cool building, first of all. I mean, it's been in a lot of movies, that sort of thing. It looks out over L.A. Great vistas. I'm just excited to see that because I've been denied it so many times.
1: Well, we're going to make sure that happens.
0: So I'm excited for that. That's what I'm uh, looking forward to the most. So we'll see if all that pans out come next episode. Yes.
1: (laughs) This will be fun. Actually, I have been a lot of states, but I have literally never stepped foot in California.
0: We're going to fix that.
1: I'm super excited.
0: According to Toby Keith, California is full of whiskey, women, and gold.
1: Well, we're going to find out, aren't we?
0: We sure will. So, Kirsten, that brings us to the total for the week. Last week was a very expensive week considering we're going around the world on $10,000. Of course, a lot of that was travel insurance, which makes sure we're, you know, sleeping well at night, uh, you know, or at least a little easier. So, tell me this week. I know staying with your family for the week really uh, brought down. The cost, which is nice. Thank you.
1: Yes. So much. First of all, free lodging for a week. Crazy difference. Adam treated us to so much. It really, really made a huge difference. Lots
0: of home-cooked meals, which is nice. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Good when you're on the road.
1: So a grand total. So total for the week, just what we spent per person for the week, was only $123.67. Oh,
0: my goodness. That's it. I feel so much better compared to last week's number. Last week's number. Was a gut punch to the yep. wallet.
1: And that brings our total for the trip for each person up to $1,222.56. All
0: right. I feel like we're averaging out a little yeah. bit here. We're not
1: out of the woods yet, but <laughs> we are staying with my grandparents, so it's gonna help a little bit. Um, and we'll and we'll keep costs down as we uh can. But um, but yeah, I think we're on a good track here.
0: Yeah, big fan of that as opposed to last week. So uh, yeah, I guess that brings us to the end. Onward to California. We're Wrapping up the Texas episode. Remember, be rootin', be shootin'. By gum, be shootin'. But most of all. Be kind and wherever you travel, take coats.